Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Thursday, September 26th, episode 120. Zach, it is week four in the NFL. Zach Henson, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's uh, it's another week in the NFL. It seems crazy that the first quarter of the season's almost over. Yeah, it really is. That is crazy. Uh, you know, it's it's um, you know, last week we had Matt on. Uh, our producer came on and co-hosted. Did a decent job. Um, we love having Matt on, and and we missed you last week, Zach. Glad to be back. Let's do it. All right, we're back. Football is back every time. Uh, but l- let's just roll right in and do our trip around CMB, the trip around our league in a week four. Uh, preview. Let's take a trip around the league. Before we preview week four, let's recap week three. And Zach, do you have our all pro team ready? I do. Our all pro team for week three. Top quarterback. Any guesses? Uh, somebody in the NFC West, perhaps. Russell Wilson. Yep. 47.40 points on Greg Coe's team. And Greco also claims the top wide receiver this week with Mike Evans, who went off for 45 points. Um, top wide receiver, Keenan Allen with uh, Chase and Carver, 43.60. Your top running back, Alvin Kamara, who was on West Coast Wombats, 37.10. And Mark Ingram with IDPs, 35.50. Uh, your top tight end, Darren Waller, 27.10 for Jake. And Jake also gets the top flex spot with Tyler Lockett, 35.35 points. Your top kicker, Dan Bailey, which that's awesome because we just dropped him. 12 points. <clears throat> top DST, Chicago, Kevin, 22 points. Your top IDPs, uh, Shaquille Barrett, 30 points, who I think uh, Strongside picked up. Yep. Then uh, Clinton Dix, 27.25, Jordan Iwanison. And it feels like home with Calais Campbell being on Jordan Iwanison's team, 20.50 points. I don't think he started him, though. No, he didn't. Top DBs, Von Bell, West Coast Wombats, 18.75, and Dante Jackson, 18.25, who is a free agent. Go get him. Bringing your total to 395.80, which is the lowest so far, I believe. Um, Last week was pretty low. It was like 377. So oh, we're okay. up. Okay, so we're up a little bit. We're up. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit down from week one, but up from last week. Um, a few notes on this all-pro team. So you mentioned uh, two two teams had two players on the all-pro team, the first being Greg Coe. So Russell Wilson, he had – there was a seven-point delta between Wilson and the number two quarterback. So he was seven points higher than the number two. Who do you think number two was for the week? Goodness, I have no idea. Daniel Jones. Deho. Yeah, there it is. He came out with a vengeance. And I, I, you know, it wasn't, I don't think it was my bold prediction per se, but I even said last week when you were out, Zach, that Daniel Jones is going to have a come out party in week three against the Bucks. And boy, did he. Did uh, IDP start him? They did not. No, they have Tom Brady. So I understand the move there. But uh, yeah, I don't think we, you and I have been able to talk since um, since Jacob acquired uh, or got back his boy, Daniel Jones. Yes, that's all he changed his. They changed the profile picture for their team. It's a big move. Uh, yeah, all is right it, in the world. It is the right, it is the right move. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then the other player for uh, Greg that was on the All-Pro team was Mike Evans, of course, 45 points, like you mentioned. He had three receiving touchdowns before halftime. I mean, it, that matchup was over before halftime of, of the 
late games. It was crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Uh, and then Alvin Kamara, you mentioned, who was on West Coast Wombats as of uh, two nights ago, last night. Um, Alvin Kamara had 37 points, Zach. 24 of those points came as a receiver, which is just insane. He had, oh, wow. he had nine catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Like I said, 24.2 points just off uh, the receiving game. I mean, he's, he's a top 15 wide receiver last week, not even mentioning his rushing production. So incredible value for Kamara. Kamara, uh, however you say it. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's the number one receiver in the NFL right now in receptions and receiving yards. Uh, and I'm, I'm not surprised, and I'm also still a little bitter about it. I wish I could have gotten Keenan. Did he go right before you? Uh, I want to say, yeah. I, yeah, I, think, I don't think I had the chance to, to grab him because I went um, Devontae Adams first round and then Damian Williams. So there's, uh, there's nobody even close on targets either. He's, oh, yeah. He's got 42 targets, and the next closest is 33. And that's a couple people close to that. So, And I watched that game on – it was the late game, Chargers-Texans in week three. I'm watching it on CBS, and it's just like – you know, Phillip Rivers has a lot of time to throw right now, and he has a lot of guys to throw it to. But Keenan Allen is still just leading the NFL in targets. It doesn't matter. That connection – probably some of the best chemistry in the NFL, Rivers and, and Keenan Allen. Yes. Uh, and then you're speaking of targets, so I thought this was insane. Darren Waller, who is one of the top-rated tight ends in the NFL right now, especially in fantasy – on Kemp's crew, 27 points in week three. He had 13 catches on 14 targets. I mean, that is yeah. production right there. Yeah. Top tight end in the league right now? Is it Evan Darren Ingram. Waller? Evan Ingram. Oh, number wow. Five. Yeah, 62.70. Waller's at third, though. And number two is Mark Andrews. How about that? So, yeah. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, after uh, Ingram, then Kelsey, Greg Olson, Hooper, Will Disley. But the top, the top tight ends that were drafted high in our league, the guys like you know George, George Kittle, Ertz, and uh, and Kelsey, you know only one of those guys is even in the top seven. It sounds like. Yeah, it looks like Ertz is down there. He's probably top ten. Uh, yeah. Delaney's up there, but I mean, yeah, Kelsey's up there too. But it's pretty crazy for tight ends this year. Yeah, it's the names that you know you were able to steal late. You know, guys like like Will Disley. Uh, Mark Andrews, we talked to Ross and Reed about them a couple of weeks ago. They were high on Andrews, and it, it paid off for them. Yep. Uh, and then another player for Kemp's crew, Tyler Lockett, had 35 points. I mean, he just has a ridiculous season so far. He had a career-high 11 catches in week three. So Yes. Yeah, I had him um, in week one. I have him in the other league I'm in. And in week one, he, he was awful. He only got targeted two times. Should have bought low if uh, you're in another league because he's gone on to be targeted 12 and 14 times. <laughs> and and in a, it's crazy. In a full-point PPR league like ours, I mean, Lockett just has massive value. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned Calais Campbell. It was so fitting that he's on Jordan's roster, yet he didn't start him. And he just had – I mean, he teed off, Calais Campbell did, on the Titans on Thursday Night Football. I think he had two and a half or three sacks. I mean, it was like it – was, it was probably the biggest – D-line performance against the Titans offensive line since J.J. Watt had like five sacks in one game. Do you remember that, Zach? Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, Campbell just went off. Number one IDP in our league. Any guesses for the season? For the season so far? Is it a linebacker? Yeah. Uh, Shaq Barrett. That's it. 55 yep. points. He's pretty solid. Uh, I mean, strong side picked him up, I saw. And uh, yeah, gets, gets you a couple decent tackles, tackle numbers, and then can – put some sacks in there I mean wow we'll, we'll talk about Shaq Barrett here in a little bit in our fab recap but yeah that was definitely something to mention I mean he he's a guy who was underutilized in Denver when he got drafted there ends up in Tampa Bay and and they've they figured out how to use him man boy have they yeah 
Uh, and then HaHa Clinton Dix, I got to mention him. Brutal for me. I, I cut him after two weeks because he had like two and three-point weeks. Uh, and then like on the first play on Monday Night Football, he gets a pick six. That's just my luck. And then other bad luck is Kevin just needs like 25 points to come back and win. And the Bears give him 22 points. The defense it seems low. I mean, they had four – 22 points seems low for that night because the Bears' defense had four sacks, three picks, two fumble recoveries, and a pick six. Uh, I think they gave up some garbage time points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But that defense is still stout. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that is the all-pro team for week three. A uh, decent week. That's That should be the expected average, wouldn't you say, Zach, right around 400? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. All right, so let's let's review the standings right now in CMB, and I'm sure you're going to happily talk in this next segment. Uh, looking at the top two teams, Zach, as we look at the standings in our league, uh, there are two undefeated teams right now. Any guesses who those teams are? It would be us and Tecmo. Exactly. And I will say here, too, a common theme amongst these two undefeated teams, um, the top two teams in our league right now, as Zach just mentioned, H&F and Tecmo, they have the most – moves if you will the most transactions in our league hnf you guys have 26 moves yeah. uh and tecmo is 16 so i don't know if that has any correlation at all with success no. uh but, but if you look at the bottom two teams the allman brothers and uh rish uh dragon energy they have uh two of the fewest moves and neither team has spent a single dollar in their fab buck budget oh i did not notice that you are right <clears throat> you're That's, right so two, two common threads there. The teams making the most moves and the teams making the fewest moves are, uh, you know, respectively in, in, you know, first and second and 13th and 14th place. Yeah, still very young season. And, I mean, so much of this is, is luck. Um, you look at the, these points against and stuff like that. But uh, regardless, we are happy to be in first place. Yeah, and speaking of which, you just mentioned that H&F, sixth most points in points for right now and the third fewest in points against. So uh, the season's got to get harder for you guys at some point. Um, it's okay if it doesn't. I mean, we're not asking. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, Tecmo, the fourth fewest in points for, uh, which I thought was crazy that they're right now in second place, the second fewest points against. That's insane. Wow. Uh, yeah. so they've had some cakewalk weeks, it sounds like. Um, the average win margin for Tecmo right now is 5.4 points. You know what it is. It's probably because Jeff and Rob donated their winnings. Oh, yeah. That's what, exactly that's what, what that, it was. That's what it is. We're, we're actually all doomed now that I think about They it. donated their winnings, and then they came back and they stole, they stole, they stole a victory from Greg with that, wow. like, yeah. 0.5, you know, wow. stack correction win. Yes, okay. That's going to come back to haunt Greg, by the way. <laughs> yeah he's gonna miss the playoffs by one game that's gonna be that one greg is somewhere just saying yep you're right bold yeah. prediction yeah. um and then the two winless teams real quick we won't pile on them but dragon energy and the almond brothers like i mentioned neither of them have spent a fab buck uh dragon energy has the fewest points for so it makes sense why why that team's in last place and they're eighth in points against so kind of middle of the road the almond brothers though they have the third fewest points for so again kind of makes sense seeing them at the bottom there they have the most points against by 10 points. So that's brutal. I mean, they, they've given up like, I think it's 568 points. So for the, through the first three weeks, it's like the all, they're basically playing the all pro team every week. Yeah. And, and they both got good rosters, you know, it's, they're going right. to get some wins for sure. It's just, you know, rough luck to start off. And, um, but looking at the rosters, I mean, both teams are good. 
I mean, the Allman brothers, they're living, they're living and dying by the tight end. So if they're not on the all pro team for tight ends each week, they're going to have a, you know, a rough road. But uh, like I said, if those tight ends put up numbers, Allman brothers are going to find themselves out of second to last place. Yep. No question. Um, Zach, while you were out last week, moving on to the Pick'em Challenge standings, Matt Suggs proclaimed he pretty much gave the title for the Pick'em Challenge after week two. So not even including week three. He pretty much gave it up to Tecmo. Oh, wow. And Jeff Goss specifically. Matt said Jeff would run away with the league Pick'em. And I think Matt might be right because at 15 and six, Jeff is two points ahead of Chase Gaw, who's in second place. So it's uh, the teams who are at the bottom. I mean, keep participating. It's a long season, but Jeff coming out hot. They we're doomed. They donated their winnings. We're doomed. Yeah. So I would not be surprised. I, but the thing is, though, is like if a team wins the league pick them now in our league, you get the opportunity for first pick in next year's draft. And knowing Tecmo, they're probably they'll probably do something weird like take the very last pick of the first round or take like pick six and some weird analytics shows that having the sixth pick is actually the best so i just if they win it i don't see them going for the first overall pick yep that's just me though um and then week three last week zach if, if we can review while you were out matt uh filled in and did bold predictions and locks and i don't, actually don't think he did a bold prediction um we might count this one he matt's stone cold lock of the week last week was ecw against hnf so he picked against you guys and his lock of the week uh, unsuccessfully because hnf won and matt said the reason that ecw was going to win was because of the patriots defense they put up 19 points so i'll give him credit for that bold prediction um the patriots defense zach has not given up a touchdown through three weeks that's the first time that's ever oh, happened wow, wow. I had no idea. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, my my lock of the week was strong side. I guess this is the second week in a row where I've picked the co-host to, to as my lock of the week. So, you know, some might uh, accuse me of pandering, but I don't <laughs> care. I, I lost in that one, strong side lost, so I lose my lock of the week. My bold prediction really was bold. I said two touchdowns for Evan Ingram, and he had the one touchdown for 75 yards – and on the last drive of the game, Daniel Jones gets to like the 15 yard line. And I'm like, this is, this is perfect. He's going to throw a touchdown to Evan Ingram. My bold prediction is going to be correct. And instead Danny dimes takes off and scrambles for a touchdown. I had no clue the guy had wheels. Wow. Yeah. yeah he, he looks good rushing two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, That's like, I mean, who knew I, did, Jacob, he knew how many rushing touchdowns did Eli Manning have in his entire career? I, I'd like to see that stat. Yeah. Um, so we will, uh, we'll move on and do our bold predictions and, and locks of the week for week four, uh, this week, but it was, it was good to have Matt on last week and it'll be the last I mentioned of Matt Suggs on this podcast. <laughs> All right, Zach, let's preview week four. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but let's recap, uh, the week that was fab, um, that came out on uh, Wednesday. Show me the money. This is called show me the money. We got a bumper for this, Matt, right here. Show me the money. I forgot about that. Show me the money. There we go. All right. Speaking of Matt, mentioning him again, but Matt won. Uh, Matt bid and John, of course, they were successful on two bids. The first one we already mentioned, Shaq Barrett. They spent $13 on an IDP. I can't say I've seen that before for an IDP to be you know purchased for $10 or more. Uh, so they, they win him at $13. Kemp's crew bid six. I bid four. So they spent $7 more than they needed to, but that happens all the time in FAB. 
Yep. Um, Shaq Barrett, Zach, eight sacks through three weeks leads the NFL. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it looks like he's going to keep this up, and uh, I think that's a good get for them. Another notable fab was the Chicago Bears receiver, Taylor Gabriel, the slot guy, $17 to your worst nightmare. I was shocked by that one because the only other bidder was Jordan Iwanis and Isaiah 4031, and he bid zero bucks. So Kevin sees something in Taylor Gabriel that we are missing, apparently. I, you know, I don't really get it because Chicago's offense is super crowded. They don't really have a quarterback you can rely on week to week. Uh, Gabriel had 32.20 points in week three which makes up 80.2% of his points on the season. Yeah. So Kevin spent $17 based on week three. So, I mean, I hope it pays off for him, but. I love it. Everybody go get your guy. Let's spend some fab. And uh, it's as unpredictable as ever this season with fab. Oh, absolutely. And Kevin too. I mean, we, we talked about each week, we've talked about him making money moves. He is down to 47 remaining fab bucks. Oh, he's good. He's still got 47. He's good. I thought it'd be lower. Through three weeks, he has 47 bucks remaining. I just thought Man, that was – I really wish we could trade Fab in this league. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. So, right. uh, the next one here, another, another player that goes to uh, Matt and John. This was the big move of the week, the big Fab of the week. This is Ronald Jones the second. I could have sworn it was Ronald Jones the third. Like, why yeah. would you not just go by junior? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. The Tampa Bay running back, who was a second-round pick – I think last year, who just has had a terrible start to his career. Uh, he's had a few good weeks here to start the season. He goes for $27 to strong side. And the next highest bidder was Kevin again, 16 bucks, loses out. Big Orange Bullies, $12. HNF, $12. IDP's 11. Pace in your face, six. Greg Co, five. Kim's Crew, four. Isaiah, 40, 31, $3. I guess I should have just said the teams that didn't bid on Ronald Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody was going after that sweepstakes, and Matt and John win him. Uh, they overspent by 11 bucks, but again, they, they must have wanted that guy. Yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get there. You know, in Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, Peyton Barber will still be involved in some capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they wanted him, so they went out and got him. They got a lot of running backs over there on uh, strong side. Looks like they got Aaron Jones, Gallman with the uh, Saquon injury right now. Brutal. Back. Hey, shout out to them for having their backup. I didn't even know they had him, so uh, I'm impressed. And then uh, Ronald Jones. So that's that's more than the league average for uh, running backs right now. And I wouldn't mind the signing for strong side if you know Ronald Jones were the clear cut number one back in Tampa Bay. But like Bruce Arians' offenses, they don't really work that way. And like you said, Peyton Barber's still getting the majority of touches. So this might be a long play. Like you know, come week seven, week eight, this would yeah. work out. But they're not going to see – I don't think they're going to see an immediate impact in Ronald Jones. Still a young season. Young season. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, some notable non-compete fab that we'd like to talk about. Only two this week. Dawson Knox, the Buffalo tight end, goes for $5 to Greg Coe. And Dawson Knox, who did not catch a single touchdown in college. I thought that was kind of a fun fact. Oh, wow. he's, he's from Brentwood, actually. Went to Brentwood Academy. Uh, he had a big week in week three had like people are calling him Gronk light because he was just like throwing dudes uh, off, you know, off on the turf and uh, looks like a number one tight end. But I think that came at the expense of some injuries in Buffalo. So we'll see if this continues, but I, don't, I mean, $5 for a tight end like that. Not, not a bad move. Yeah, no, that's fun. And then Kemp's crew, uh, pays $5 for Kyle Allen, who's Carolina's quarterback currently. Cam Newton has a Liz Frank injury, which anytime I've seen that before, that's pretty much a season ender. 
I mean, that is, that essentially ended Jake Locker's career, in my opinion. But uh, Kyle Allen looked pretty good. I think he threw for four touchdowns against Arizona last week. So not a bad – you know, five bucks for him, also not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, that was our non-compete fab recap. Uh, week three, good week uh, for CMB. Not a good week for my team, uh, but I digress. Like Zach keeps saying, it's, it's, a, it's a long season. Yep. Um, let's move on and continue our week – for preview and do our picks of the week picks of the week all right zach the first matchup here after you guys after h&f beats ecw you guys knocked them down from second to fifth place and they're playing the ninth place big orange bullies zach who do you like in this matchup between uh ross and reed and chase and carver i just would like to say that uh east coast probably owes us wins for a long time um, after the trade last year. But uh, anyways, between these two, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, East Coast on this one. I think they'll bounce back. Um, even though Big Orange Bullies has a good team, I like Aaron Rodgers tonight. I think it'll be a good matchup mm-hmm. for them. But uh, I'm going to give it to East Coast. Yeah, this one's tight. It's, uh, I mean, literally in, in, in the projections, which we try to not base these picks on. I mean, it's it's tight in Yahoo. You know, we talked about Mark Andrews before. He's the tight end five right now. In our league, Mark Andrews is surprising a lot of folks. Um, he didn't participate in practice on Wednesday, if that means anything, but I still think he'll play. If T.Y. Hilton plays for the Colts, which I think he missed some time in the second half last week, I, I'm picking ECW as well. It's hard to, to pick Big Orange Bullies as much as I want to, but um, given Keenan Allen's on their roster and everything. But I'm going to go with ECW as well. Yep. Next matchup here, Zach, this is uh, your worst nightmare, who's in seventh place against the last place. Um, I, I keep wanting to say Rishers Rainmakers. It's Dragon Energy. Uh, Kevin versus Rish. Change his name. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really think anyone knew what the Dragon Energy was. It was like an inside joke within Rish's team. I always remember Rish just saying, let it rain. So I mean, right. maybe he needs a name change. Maybe that would bring him out of 14th place. Uh, change of the name that might be all he needs so rich it's interesting right now so he had the two a or nfc south quarterbacks he had uh, cam newton who's obviously on the shelf and Jameis winston and Jameis, if there's a more frustrating fantasy player than marcus mariota it's Jameis winston i don't even think you can say Mariota's frustrating for fantasy because he's like why would you ever start mariota Jameis has been that way in his career i mean week one he had 10 points week two 16 and then randomly last week 32 points so he's so unpredictable. Uh, I like Kevin in this matchup. I'm going to pick Kevin uh, based on a healthy Josh Jacobs. I think he bounces back after some, some lousy weeks recently. Uh, the Raiders are playing the Colts, who have given up the sixth most fantasy points to running backs. I like Kevin this week. I want to give it to Rish only if he changes his name. So, uh, Rish, you need to change your name to Rish's Rainmakers. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think he's going to get his first win of the season. That's my lock of the week. Ooh, lock of the week. I love it. That's the bottom line. Gaston, um, next one here. This is IDP Still Suck, who is currently in third place against West Coast Wombats in 12th. Zach, you know, you just made your lock of the week. I'm making this my lock of the week, and I'm picking IDP Still Suck. It looks like it might be close on the projections in Yahoo. I don't think it's going to be close at all. Uh, I think West Coast Wombats finishes on the losing end of the biggest blowout for the third time in four weeks. They, they've they had the biggest blowout two of the first three weeks, and I think it continues this week. You know, we 
uh, they dealt away Kamara in that trade with you all. And then uh, in the first week, they don't even get to use Le'Veon Bell or Debo Samuel because they have bye weeks. So they're going to take a huge – I mean, that trade might pay off for them in the long run, but right away with bye weeks for both of those guys, this is like a bye week for West Coast Wombats. And I think IDP's just gets an easy win. And that's the bottom line. What? Stone Cold said so. I'm going to give it to West Coast on this one, and my bold prediction is Jared Goff. It's going to throw for four touchdowns in this game. Oh, wow. Um, now, if LaShawn McCoy does not play in this game, I may change my pick. So, bold prediction, Jared Goff, four touchdowns. Yep, write it down. That would not seem like a bold prediction in years past, but to start the season, he had one touchdown in week one, one in week two, and just two last week. So, that, that is bold. Yeah. And is that passing touchdowns, or can you get that anyway? No, just passing. All right. I like it. So, Zach, your bold prediction was Jared Goff for passing touchdowns. Lock of the week was Richard to get his first win. I like it. With a name change. With a name change. Yeah, man. All right. Moving on here, we will go to our next matchup. And this one is Isaiah 4031, who's in 10th place against the Almond Brothers in 13th. Zach, do you like this team, the Almond Brothers, to get their first win as well? I do. I mean, it's time. Um, I think they've got a good team. They uh, Hopefully, Julio Jones can go off and um, – you know, Nick Chubb can get going. They need, Philadelphia needs to give the ball to Miles Sanders. Who knows what's going to happen tonight? Um, but, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Allman Brothers. I'm going to go with Jordan. And, you know, I keep thinking Sammy Watkins is going to disappoint. I mean, he's only had 10 and 11 points the last two weeks. But, I mean, this, for Sammy Watkins, this is a positive development. I, I like any share of Kansas City's offense you have to like uh, in any situation. It's been disappointing what uh, – Minnesota's offenses looked like for fantasy purposes. I mean, they have, if they're a one trick pony with Dalvin cook, who's just had an amazing start to the season. I mean, he'll probably be the rushing leader at the end of the year. Uh, so that has hurt the receivers and the tight ends in uh, Minnesota in a big way. Big time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stefan, Stefan Diggs looked like the best flex player in the league for IDP still suck. And he's, yeah. he's asking for a trade now. He's <laughs> That the whole thing in Minnesota baffles me. I mean, Dalvin Cook is on fire, obviously, but I mean, like Thielen, last year we had him. I can't remember how many targets he had, but it was crazy. And now targets, three, eight, and five. The last three weeks, that's it. Three, eight, and five. Right. Crazy. I, I'm picking Jordan this week, and I will say for Jordan to win, Corey Davis is going to have to put up twenty plus points. Whoa. And I think it's not, it's, not, it's not really a bold prediction. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's going to have to happen. Oh, but if it happens, you're going to take credit for it. This is your bold prediction, Pace. It, no, just no. Embrace it. Embrace it. I, I, I like Corey Davis. I think he, you know, he just hasn't found a rhythm with Mariota through three weeks. And if the Titans are going to have any chance against the Falcons, who Keanu Neal, their safety's out for the season now. Uh, they're banged up on defense, so the Titans need to take advantage. And if Jordan's going to win, whoa! I just saw Jordan has Calais Campbell in his lineup. So, Uh-oh. oh, are you changing? Are you changing your pick? Okay. I'm. Uh, I'm going to have to think about it. All right. Well, I'm I, going. Yeah. I'm going with Jordan. Uh, Isaiah forty thirty one. He came out hot and beat me in week one. He's lost two straight. So I still believe in you, Jordan. I think you win this week. Next matchup, this is Tecmo Power Runners, the second-place team who I haven't really been calling a phony through the first three weeks. But like I said, their average margin of victory is 5.4 points. So give me a big blowout, uh, Tecmo, and, and I'll think you guys are legit. But it does not happen this week. I think Jake wins in a – I'm not going to call it a landslide, but uh, I like Jake's team a lot, and I like them especially this week. 
Um, you know, Tecmo is still rolling out. David Montgomery is our starting running back, even though he's he's only, I mean, he's his highest point margin or points so far point total is thirteen points through three weeks. Um, so they're they're kind of thin at running back outside of Dalvin Cook, who I mentioned, who's just been really strong through three weeks. Jake's just got a solid team, top to bottom. So I'm going Kemp's crew. I really like Jake's team, but you do not vote against fate. And uh, Tecmo Power Runners with a donation, it's fate. They're going to win. <laughs> All right. Uh, next matchup here, Zach. This is H&F Industries versus uh, Gregco. So you guys are in first place, Greg in sixth. I would call this a rivalry. This is like the, the friendly matchup, you know. I think Greg literally was your best man, was he not? He was, and um, we uh, will. I'm sure we'll send each other very a lot of trash talk. Good. Not, not really. But. All right. So who are you picking in this matchup? I'm going with us. Uh, any type of bold prediction for H and F this week? Definitely not. No, anything can happen. All right. To be contrarian, I'm going to pick Greg Coe. I do not like Sony Michelle this year at all. I mean, the guy's averaging like 2.1 rushing yards per carry, which has been terrible. And they're James White missed last week. So last week really was the week for Sony Michelle to go off and he put up seven points. So he's been really disappointing. Um, but I just, I still like Greg in this matchup. Um, he's bold move starting Dawson Knox in this, in this first week. Uh, after putting up 16 points last week, but I think his starting tight end might be on bye. Greg's got a lot of bye players this week. Brita, Herndon, yeah. Gold, Darnold. I mean, I mean he's not going to start Darnold anyway, but uh, I don't know. I'm still going with Greg. I just, I just want to be different here. Okay. Sounds All right. Last matchup. This is Matt Suggs and John Nichols. Can't forget about John, who we learned last week. John's actually making the picks now for the league pick. And forget about John. It's Okay. Okay. Uh, strong sides in eighth place and I am in 11th place. So I'm in no room to trash talk anyone at this point because I've had a really rough start to the year. Even though I think my, my team's pretty decent. I'm going to pick myself this week. Uh, but Zach, I'm imagining you're going to pick a uh, strong side. Gosh, making me feel bad about it. That was really, that was really sad. I wouldn't blame you. I mean, yeah, I got, I've got Matt and John on this one. Um, I like their IDPs. Ooh, I see you're starting uh Walker though. Sneaky. I like that pickup for you, by the way, Anthony Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it it works out as long as uh, Darius Leonard is still concussed. That is correct. That is correct. Oh man. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with strong side. I'm sticking with him. All right, that was our week four picks of the week. Zach, you made some pretty decent bull predi- bull predictions. Four passing touchdowns for Jared Goff. Uh, Rish gets his first win of the season. For me, I said that West Coast Wombats would have the biggest loss for the three out of four weeks, and that IDPs would get their lock of the week. So a lot riding on that matchup. Um, Zach, we did our, our week three uh, recap, week four preview. We promise next week we will have on a special guest. I mean, Zach and I are pretty special, we'd like to think, but we'd right. like to talk to some of you guys. That's right, yep. Um, it was probably special for everybody that they can hear my voice again this week. So. Glad to be back. Yeah, we missed out. So, uh, guys, best of luck in week four. We will talk to you guys Put next week. Put in your picks for league pick them before kickoff tonight. Yeah, kickoff tonight. Uh, Packers, Eagles. Best of luck to everyone again. Week four. We'll talk to you next week. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book 
Rishers. Rainbow.